Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to O23 Radio. We have a special episode today. Uh, we're going to flip the script a little bit, and I'm going to interview Jordan as opposed to the other way around like we normally do. And the reason is because this past weekend, Jordan competed in a CrossFit competition. And that's something that we both have a lot of experience in. But it was the first time in quite a while that either one of us have competed. And um, he got back from the trip and he just gave me like a brief overview of how things went. And he started to tell me about the fact that it was just a, you know, a weekend filled with a lot of like massive breakthroughs and insights and things that I guess were like, you know, unexpected from an experience standpoint and um, mentioned, you know, we should, we should set up some time to talk about it or our, our next meeting, we should talk about it or whatever. And then uh, I followed up with the suggestion to, you know, why don't we just make it a podcast? Why don't we hit record? and uh, get into it that way, which and he agreed and it seemed like a no brainer. So uh, that's what we're here to do today. And um, with that being said, why don't you, uh, Jordan, give us a quick intro of you know the, the competition and, and what this was all about. Yeah, guys, so I'm really excited to get into this one. And uh, like Brian mentioned, you, know, you go to a CrossFit competition thinking like, yeah, we're gonna do some exercise, we're gonna work out and do all these things. But there was so much more that came out of it. And, and I was really excited for the opportunity to share and talk about this. And so to be clear, this isn't uh, going to be me going through each event and talking about fitness and breaking down all the movements and things like that. Uh, this isn't that kind of podcast. It's, it's really just about how this competitive fitness environment can be a transformative experience in ways like well beyond the physical aspect or any scoreboard. And so what we're going to be getting into in this is really just about like maximizing potential in any situation about, you know, feeling good about yourself while simultaneously like chasing better, more growth, all these things that we do. And then also like dealing with the adversity and, and learning how to thrive in, in these environments, even when things don't go as well as you want. And then like the mental, emotional, spiritual aspects of fitness and like how it all connects to all of this. And this weekend was just like a really cool example that I wasn't expecting that all of these things really seem to, to come to play in this arena, which was, was really cool. I'm excited to dive into it. Yeah, man. I'm excited to hear more. So just to, so the audience knows, other than the 30 second overview you gave me that day, um, that's really all I've heard so far. Um, you gave me a little, you know, very, very brief rundown and then we decided to, to record the show. So I'm going to be hearing all this for the first time as well, which is cool. Um, so why don't we start, why don't you tell us just, you know, set the frame, tell us about the comp, what, what the competition was and um, a little bit about your, um, uh, you know, competitive background and, and how you felt leading into it and everything like that. Yeah. So the competition, it was the, the can West games over in, in Vancouver, BC, Canada. So it's a, a pretty big event. It at one point was a, a sanctional event for the CrossFit games. There was uh, some big name athletes. Chandler Smith was there in the elite division and everything. So there was, there was some big name athletes there. And uh, 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 one of my, my good friends, my best friend and I were in the mixed pairs division uh, competing as a, a team. And so we were in the you know competition. We were there, call it recreationally, like where neither of us take it crazy seriously, but we've been, you know, doing fitness for a long time and we take our fitness, uh, you know, quite serious and our health quite seriously. And so we were going there with the intention of having a, a really good time connecting together and just seeing where we stand and, and competing and putting our hat in that ring, which is, uh, which, which was really fun. And so just to give a little bit of context of like myself as a uh, competitive athlete, in this background is originally I always just did CrossFit as a training methodology for other sports. And then in the last four or five years, since that's been done, I've 
done a couple competitions, competed uh, fairly recreationally in, in different divisions and different things like that. And at this point, like I'm not an elite level athlete, but you know, I can still, you know, I can clean and jerk in the mid to high twos. Uh, you know, I can do 10 to 15 unbroken muscle ups. I got a sub three minute Fran time. So like, I, I, I'm, I would consider myself a, like a high end recreational athlete. And I share all of this, like not to brag, but just to put a little bit of credibility, like I've been doing CrossFit for 13 something years at this point. And, uh, and I know my way around a barbell and around a gym and things like that. And so getting into the competition aspect is something that I've competed uh, three or four times before this, but the last one was two or three years ago now. And this time was just drastically different in so many ways. And, and that's why when all of this was going on, it's like, this is something I want to unpack with Brian just to talk about. And then obviously share this with, with other people, because I think it's something that is very relevant for, for lots of people in this space. Cool. Yeah. So awesome. Thank you for, for the context as well. I think that it helps the listeners just, you know, get a better picture of, of you yourself as an athlete and where you are right now. Um, so tell us, so why don't we hear a little bit about though, before we talk about this competition, can you tell us a little bit about some of your, your previous uh, competition experiences and just like, you know, how those normally went down compared to this one? Or at least yeah. let's just start with those ones first. So competition experiences, now that I'm thinking back, there's actually only been two uh, in-person competitions I've done. Done lots of qualifiers, done the open a bunch of times. And uh, they're both in like a, well, one was an intermediate division and then the other one was just a like small throwdown. And I actually won both of them. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, two game win streak coming into this one. Nice. Um, undefeated, technically. Uh, undefeated, yeah. I thought about just retiring after that so I could <laughs> yes. stay undefeated. But uh, I actually won both of them. And so the interesting part about winning something is that you don't actually reflect back on how you did, like, internally, because you won. Right, right, right. It's, a, it's an interesting experience. And that's where this was actually um, different. We didn't win. And so it was an opportunity to reflect back. But talking just about history with competing in general, this goes back to my sport days playing, you know, some high-level hockey. And, and just anything that involves, like, that competition aspect along with fitness is there were definitely some some issues that I, I, I had with that, that I think are very relevant for a lot of people talking when competing. I just really was, it was coming from like a scarcity place in the past. Like it was really this thing where I was like, I was scared to lose. I was so focused on the outcome that it was really hard to just like see the process. And mm-hmm. at all times, like even these times when I won, I don't know if I necessarily performed my best. Most of these times I would underperform. And, and I always felt like there was more I could have done and like didn't really reach my potential. And honestly, through all this process, this was mainly through my, my days playing hockey and, and sport. It kind of forced me to stop being comp- uh, competitive. Like I would lower my intensity or lower my like buy-in so that when I lose, I could kind of have that as like my out. Mm. You know, I, I cared so much about the outcomes that I'd want to, you know, cheat reps or I'd want to make excuses or do whatever I could to like, quote unquote, win so that I could feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, even when you win, you don't feel good about yourself. And right. I didn't like that at all. It mm-hmm. really just led me to a place where like, I generally just kind of felt like shit about myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really didn't feel good about who I was, about what I was doing. Um, I never felt like I could do enough, even if I did win. And it just wasn't, wasn't really fun. And then keeping it within the fitness realm, it's like I was burnt out. Uh, I was working hard for what felt like the wrong reasons. It wasn't the, the um, you know, good internal healthy motivators. It was really from a place of like negativity. Mm-hmm. And it felt like there was just a really large disconnect between like body and mind. 
-hmm. and between like what I was physically doing and what was going on internally uh, for me. And it just led to a spot where like, it just didn't feel good. And the, the result of that was removing myself. And really I just kind of stopped competing for a lot of those reasons. And this time was different. And, and that's why I really wanted to share this because I feel like those are things that are not unique to myself in, no. in that environment. No, not at all. That's what I was going to chime in and say is that I can relate to just about all of that in some way or another. And I think back to my younger days, more like high school wrestling specifically. And it, it came to, I, I got so obsessed with winning that I, I became scared to lose. I, I was losing just, just crushed me so much. And winning was like the thing that you were just supposed to do, right? Like you're supposed to win if you're going to compete. So like winning was like, okay, cool. Check it. One, got the, you know, got the win. No big deal. But losing was like a, um, like a devastating experience, you know? And um, that started to drive me to, you know, it just put me in a different, in the, in starting off in the wrong place, in the wrong position of like, the only thing that can really happen here is, um, it's like bad pretty much, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I win, it's just like, okay, business is usually supposed to win or I'm gonna lose and be all, you know, um, just, I would like piss and moan and yell and scream and throw things and break stuff. <laughs> like, you know, so like the, the, I knew I was going to every match with the risk of ending up in that place. And that's what I'd be more focused on is not ending up there than it would end up, you know, winning for the right reason. So yeah. um, thanks for sharing that. Um, I think there's probably many, many listeners that can relate to that as well. So, um, so now let's talk about the, you know, your preparedness, your training. So tell us a little bit about your preparedness for this specific uh, competition, any kind of training you did, and how did that affect your mindset coming to the competition? Mm-hmm. And so this or during, is where, or during it, during the competition. Yeah, th- this is where it all actually really started for me because uh, I would say, like, I, I have quite a background, a foundation of fitness to uh, kind of lean back on. But over the last year or so, for anyone who knows me, follows me on Instagram, they know, like, I love to spend time outside. I live in a beautiful place. I go skiing, biking, hiking, all these things all the time. And for the last bit, I got into like a really good routine of training, you know, I was in the gym four or five days a week. And then the month leading up to the competition, it's summertime in the Rocky Mountains. And I've actually just found myself not training all that much leading up to this. And so, you know, I was in the gym two to three days a week, just doing group classes, nothing particular, because I was out on my bike. I was out hiking, camping, doing these things that I really enjoy. And so getting ready leading up to it, I was actually quite nervous thinking of like, holy shit, like I didn't prepare for this the way I would have liked and, uh, and, you know, I was, I was nervous about what was going to come of it. And then it's, this was like on the car ride down to the competition. I came up with this, this um, kind of mantra that hit me that stuck with the whole weekend. And this mantra was just maximize the present. Maximize the present. And so, you know, going into there, like I'm in the car on the way to the competition. I can't make myself more fit. Like I can't get stronger. I can't get fitter between now and when I start. But as soon as that, you know, three, two, one go hits, I can maximize my potential in that moment. That's in my control. And that's what I was just motivated and fired up to do the entire time. And I just completely shifted my attention to that. And that was the kind of start of all of this because it, uh, it brought me into this, well, a present moment. And it brought me into the focus, not of what I didn't do leading up, but simply on what I could do in that moment. Because like, like I say, my training was less than ideal coming into this. If I were to, 
want to like really win and care about that outcome. Because like I say, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a recreational CrossFitter. I'm not someone who's trying to go to the games. I'm not someone who's trying to do any of these things. But when I show up, I want to win. I want to do well. But at the end of the day, I can't just snap my fingers and make myself win. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is make a decision to make the most of what I have in each moment. And I knew I had potential to give. I knew I had potential to reach here. And and that's all that I really cared about as soon as I got there and got into it, is, is focusing on that and making the most of what I do have in the moment. And that was kind of the start of all of this. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really powerful mantra. I think it gives a great perspective of like you to you know just be like you said right there, present in the moment, and understand that there's nothing else you can do. The training that came before this, whether it was where you wanted to be or not, has to be let go of. Um, the outcomes you can't really be attached to because there's you can't you know in CrossFit specifically or in, in sports like this, you can't actually stop anybody else from doing better there's no defense you know like um like so you just you know your best is your best like what if someone else is going to go faster than there's nothing you can really do other than like you said just maximize the present and and make everything um uh, you know just execute as best as possible with what you have so Mm -hmm. and i think that was sorry go ahead yeah i was gonna say is that like a is that a new is that a mantra that just kind of hit you is that something that you've taking from something else no it literally just hit me it came out of nowhere when i was sitting in the car worrying about like oh am i not gonna like i'm not gonna be able to perform as well as i'd like and i'm like dude you're gonna you can perform as good as you can and it was just that uh that phrase this maximize the present came and now that's been like it's in my head and i'm actually really excited to hold on to that for a lot of things going forward right i was gonna say they can translate into literally everything anything that you you care about right the care Mm -hmm. about the, the outcome in some sense so Cool. And then I, I was about, I think I cut you off by accident. Were you about to add something? Yeah. I think I was just going to say that, um, throughout particularly back in my, my hockey career, when I was playing, playing sport, I knew I had potential to give, but I was so focused on like that outcome on not losing on whatever it was on being better than someone else that I actually forgot to like be in that moment and, and reach that potential. And my entire career was me thinking like, I know I could be more, but for some reason I can't reach it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been a, a bit of a theme for my life. And this mm-hmm. was the first time I can ever think of in my life where I truly felt like I maximized the present moment, like mm-hmm. fully. And, and I was exploring this and about anytime you're competing, anytime you're doing anything, you're trying to close the gap as small as possible between your potential and your performance. Meaning your performance mm-hmm. yep. is at your potential right. because you can't, you can't go more than that. Right. Like that's, that's all you have. Right. And so many people live in a space so far below their potential yeah. where it's not like you need to increase the ceiling. You just need to get to your ceiling. Yes. And, and that's what I felt like I truly did this weekend is I got to my ceiling and it was everything I had to the best of my ability. Right. That, that's great. And I think anyone listening that's an athlete understands the frustrations that come with not maximizing like your potential right to be to walk off the floor step off the whatever it is field and feel like that wasn't my best you know like win lose or draw i could have done better than that um and that's uh that's a disappointing feeling so to this to um be able to truly feel like you did maximize the present and hit you know it performed to the best of your possible abilities that's that's awesome um now, so I'm going to jump right to the, like I said, in that very brief overview that you had mentioned to me, 
uh, you mentioned there was a little bit of like an equipment fiasco in one of the workouts. And uh, I went back to watch the, you said there was a story video of it and I, it was gone by the time I, I got there. So I missed uh, exactly what went on. So can you just like, you know, tell us that story a little bit and, and if there's anything, any lessons or anything that came from it? Yes. So this is probably the highlight of the whole weekend. And this is, uh, by the time you guys are listening to this, this will be posted up. Uh, it, honestly, I, it'll probably be on like all of the CrossFit meme pages and, and everything. <laughs> it's, it's pure, the, the video is pure comedy. It's like some, some clown circus stuff. But basically to summarize what happened, there was an event that had um, axle bar thrusters in it. Okay. And so the axle bars they had were all a little bit funky, but the one we had in particular was basically defective. It was, there was three heats in a row where this bar didn't work. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, and for the record, we had actually double clipped the bars. We had two clips on each side. because so we heard that like the weights were kind of sliding all over. So we double clipped it. And so the workout was you had to do five thrusters and then every five you had to walk forward. At the end, you had to spin around and start walking back doing thrusters. Uh-huh. Every five <laughs> and so as I'm going, basically I, the, the grips, the bar also doesn't have any like lines on it. So I think I picked mm-hmm. up slightly off center. So it's like slightly tilted and basically start going. The weights start sliding off the side and my friends are just in front of me. My partner's beside me yelling out like they're slipping off. And I'm like, I know. And uh, then basically they're falling off. They're almost at the end. I get to the end and go to turn around. The weights completely yard sale off the ball. So middle of the workout, the, there's, there's a, tw- a 35 and a 10 on each side. Both of them just completely yard sale off the bar as I'm trying to spin around, start rolling all over the place. This is mid workout. And uh, so it goes completely sideways. And then this is really cool because it's something that is obviously not what I wanted to happen. <laughs> yeah, I think you can that. It's, uh, it's obviously, <laughs> I would have loved for the, the weights to stay on the bar. And, and this was actually, this was a workout that was right up our wheelhouse. You know, I was going to go unbroken on the thruster. It was going to be like, it yeah. was right up our alley. Yeah. Yeah. Mid-workout, it goes to complete shit. And, and it's, it's cool because like, and you, you see in the video when it posts, there's no, not even a split second of like, woe is me, what is going on? And it's immediately like, let's put the weights back on and keep going. Mm. And so the lesson that was really coming from it and the thing I was proud of that, that, that came from this is that like what happens when adversity hits? Mm. You know, there are these things that can happen that are completely outside your control. Like us having a basically defective faulty bar. Uh, you know, there was people doing all the reps, spinning, doing all the things, the weights weren't sliding off. Right. For us, it did. That's outside our control. It's easy to sit there and be like, this is bullshit. What's going on? Like, sit there and complain, start yelling at my judge, do like all the things, like whatever. The clock's still ticking. Mm-hmm. They're not going to stop the workout for us. Mm-hmm. They're not going to like reset it and be like, oh, hold on, guys. These people had an issue. We're going to start over. No, you keep going. Mm-hmm. And so like literally what, what you'll see when the video gets up is, the weights fall off. We literally just run and grab them and start throwing them back on and keep going. And for the rest of the workout, they continue to be sliding all over the place. They continue to be falling off, but that's, that's what happens. You know, it's, it's part of the game when you sign up to compete in anything, it's the game of life. Like, yes, it isn't fair and life isn't fair. So what do you do when those things come up? And the thing that I was like really most proud of for myself is like, it's funny because my friends were all around and they were all yelling like, this is bullshit. How is this happening? <laughs> yeah. Like they were going nuts. And in my head, I didn't hear anything. It was just like, let's put the weight on, keep going. Right. Yep. There was no 
gap between the event happening and the response of moving forward. It was instant. And that was really cool. That is cool. And that's not easy to do in that situation, especially like you said, when you look around, it's one thing if it's like part of the event, like the challenge was like, and you're not, and you know, here's Unload a twist, your you're not getting clips yeah, or something. And everybody's yeah. like battling the same thing. But to have like an a, a, um, equipment fault like that. So first of all, I should, I want to add that it's, were they using regular barbell clips on the axle bar? Yes. Okay. So I, I remember that that's not, Regular barbell clips are too big for an axle. Yes. Yeah. I remember when we had them at the gym, we had to order special clips for the axle bars because um, we had the same thing happen. Yeah. Um, so had I been there, I would have been able to tell, tell them ahead of time that that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's funny. So I'll, I'll actually share a quick story too about a similar situation that happened to me once in a competition and how I actually reacted very differently. <laughs> so is a, a low moment for me really um because so we uh, i'll tell the short version but it was 2012 regionals team event our team we were coming in with the intention of qualifying for the cross games we believed that we could we knew it was an outside shot but we knew we were one of the top five to eight teams there and three were gonna go um and uh, so there was one specific event in particular that was a long relay of rowing pistols and heavy, heavy hand cleans. It was on day two. Um, day one didn't go quite as well as we had hoped. We were in like, I don't know, I forget, like maybe eighth or ninth place. And it wasn't the greatest. So we were actually in heat two, where we wanted to be in heat one with the, with the big timers. But anyway, long story short, the forecast has rain in it. The event has heavy hang power cleans in it. Um, 225 for the men. I forget what the women was. What would it be? 135. And you can just tell that it's going to start raining very soon. <laughs> like it's like it's 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 very noticeable that this is going to happen. So we're in heat two of three, the, the middle heat. Um, and <laughs> okay, I'll keep it short. But so you know what's funny? So a lot of um, a lot of people know Jay Ackerman, who uh, Jay who from Best Hour of Their Day. He's actually po- taking uh, our level one course right now with a bunch of people from his mentoring group. Um, he was the head judge and official, so he ended up on the wrong side of, of uh, my temper a little bit. Um, and we've, of course, you know, made amends since then. But, but anyway, first heat goes off without a hitch. Second heat, it's like you can tell we're about to start. It's like it's going to rain any second, right? Three, two, one, go, the gun goes off. Like 30 seconds into the workout, and this is, mind you, a four-person relay long, it's like a 30-minute workout time cap kind of thing. Like 30 seconds into the workout, the sky's just like open and starts downpouring. And the judges are like looking at each other, what do we do? The mon- we're trying to like cover the monitors on the rower. Like it kind of like, like chaos ensued a little bit. And every single person there was like, stop the event, <laughs> you know, like, put it, just press pause. We'll come back to this when the, when the rain passes, whatever. And nobody did. Um, so immediately I'm like, now I'm, I'm like angry. Cause I'm like, stop. Like, we're all like, stop the event, stop the event. Like we're not going to be able to do these cleans in the pouring rain. Um, so lo and behold, they don't stop it. We keep moving through and we get to the clean. By the time I get to cleans, I'm the anchor. Um, it'd been raining now for 20 minutes. I, I, I want to also say that 
this was our best event. We came in thinking we could be between you know first, second, or third on this event, and that that was going to be like if we're going to make it to the games, this is going to be like the event that helps us get there, right? And I'm in my mind, we had practiced a bunch of times, and you know we. I won't go into the whole backstory, but we used to have to start our training sessions after the last class of the night. So we didn't start training until 8.30 at night. So we were like late nights, pushing, pumping, like really, really pushing as a team, really working hard. And we get to these hand cleans. And normally I, I was thinking I would either do 15 straight because it was 15, or I was going to probably do like eight and seven and finish strong, like run across the finish line. I had this whole image in my mind. of was like, you know, winning the workout and all this stuff. And without, you know, um, uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Um, well, whatever. That, that's not what happened <laughs> at all. And we ended up, um, I ended up having to do one clean at a time. And, and after failing, literally the bar slipping out of my hands, I was like falling backwards trying to do cleans. I ended up having to do mixed grip, like a deadlift, mixed grip cleans. It was like a squat, 15 like singles like that because I couldn't hold on to the bar because it was pouring rain. And the whole time I was like, kicking chalk bucket, cursing, like bullshit. And then afterwards I just like lost, I like lost my shit about, you know, this is such a freaking shit show. Nobody, you know, like it was everybody's fault but mine, you know? And as much as it, you know, there was things there that were happening that were outside of our hands. I just did the exact opposite of what you did. I completely just threw it all out the window, blamed everybody else, got angry and pissed off and frustrated. And every missed clean, I knew this is it. We're not going, you know, this is it. Our game just dreams are not happening. And then they decide after our event to pause, <laughs> take a break, let the rain pass, and then come out and dry off all the barbells, bring out new chalk you know, for the final heat. So that made me even more angry. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, it's, um, I just figured I'd, I'd chime in with that story there about how at, my, at that time of my life, I could not handle that kind of adversity. I would not have been able to do what you did there. I would not have been able to, you know, to flow with it and just like pick the plates up and put them back on the bar and just move through without being pissed off at everybody else and trying to show everybody that we're going to lose here, but it's not my fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And well, thank you for sharing that, man. Like it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's definitely a good story of like similar things going on that I'm sure mm -hmm. people can relate to in different ways. And it, it is different and it becomes much more challenging when obviously you had a lot more invested in that than I had in this. True. And, and that, that changes it. But I think it doesn't necessarily change the response. It can just like amplify it mm -hmm. or it can almost just change what happens afterwards. Because in all of this, like, you know, like you said, your CrossFit Games dreams kind of got crushed with that. Afterwards, like, yeah, be disappointed. Like, mm -hmm. see if there's anything you can do. Like, what can you do? But in the moment, it's just a matter of what can I do? Like, they're not stopping it. We tried to get them to stop. Yes. They're not stopping it. So like, what can I do? And it's like, I can either take a DNF and like get a nothing on this, or I can do as best as I can and probably take a mediocre score. Yeah. And, um, and, and on like this event for, for us, like I say, it was one that we were likely going to be, we, we could have won. We would likely have been in the top five for sure. And we ended up finishing 12th out of 27 with the plates, with all of this yeah. going on, yeah. which is like actually still pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. And it's kind of like a damage control type thing where it's like, with all this going on, we still did pretty all right. And, um, and it just bridges into something that I also wanted to, to talk about, was, which is this like positive or negative thinking really isn't what yields the best outcome. Um, because like, 
ultimately that's what we want. Whenever we're in these scenarios, we're, we're using competition here, but it's anytime we're doing anything in life, we care about the outcome of all we want is our best performance to, you know, get the result that we want to do. And there's a lot of talk about like positive thinking or like negative thinking or, or like which one's best, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the answer is kind of neither because like in your, like to you know use your example is like positive thinking would be like, oh, you know what? This is totally fine. Everything's great. Like, mm-hmm. I'm happy it's raining. This is like, it's total bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not true. And then negative thinking might be kind of where your mind went of like, fuck this, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, why is this happening? Who's like, why are we not, can't, like the very negative side. And there's a, there's a middle ground that's much more effective. And the, the most effective thing we can do is, is neutral thinking. Mm-hmm. And neutral thinking, this is a, a concept I got from a guy's name is Trevor Moawad. Uh, he's like a mental performance coach. He works with like Russell Wilson and like a lot of football, baseball people. Oh, I heard this name mentioned recently. Yeah. Yeah. He has a, a really good book that I'm actually re-listening to right now. And yes. it also stems off of something my, my teacher calls like the naked reality. But I, I just love the, the frame of the neutral thinking. And so I guess to come back to, to my example as well, like positive thinking would be like, wow, this is such a great opportunity to like learn about myself and like face adverse. I'm not thinking about that in the moment. Like that's complete, that's complete crap. But then also to say like, whose fault is this? How, I can't believe you gave me like a, a bar that didn't work. And like, this is such crap. And like, what are we doing? Cancel the event. That doesn't help either. The neutral thinking is literally just looking at what is. The weights fell off. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of a workout. What can I do to keep moving yes. forward as fast as I can? Right. Put the weights back on, keep going. And so the neutral thinking is what takes the charge out of either side and just allows you to be in the best possible mind frame to perform to the best of your ability. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's like, it's like a, just an honest evaluation of what's actually happening without the charge. Like you said, the charge, like I use that without the positive or negative charge to it. Like this is what's happening how do I respond? What do I do? What are my options and which one am I going to choose? You know, mm-hmm. um, I like that a lot. Kind of, it, it gives me this idea almost of like, I, I think of almost like a Navy SEAL or something type mindset or like, you know, uh, you know, you're, if you're in the trenches or whatever, there's no time to put a positive spin on it or throw a negative history. It's just like, what's happening? What do I need to do? Just honest truth. Like if this is what needs to be done. This is what I'm going to do. There's no, um, yeah, like I said, there's not, you're not letting your emotions get really in the way of it or involved in it too much. It's just, um, what did you say your teacher said? Naked? Naked? The naked reality. That was yeah, a, another that's it. frame this is of the it. naked reality. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing wrapped around it. This is, is what it is. What am I going to do to respond? Yeah. Yeah, it's thinking about like, what is the outcome I want? And like, I know that the Navy SEAL methodology, I've, you know, read a bunch of stuff, you know, David Goggins, all of them talking about this theme is one that's pretty relevant within all of that because it's like, yeah, what is the outcome I want? what is happening in front of me and then what is my best response to all of this to move me towards the outcome I want Mm -hmm. and like that's easy to do when everything's going well according to plan but what about when you get punched in the face Mm -hmm. what about when something happens and uh and this is why it's it's interesting like I actually hear Ben Bergeron talk about working with his athletes basically like visualizing everything that could go wrong Mm -hmm. leading into competitions and so it's like he would have his athletes basically like you're you know in your event like imagine you're going out for your heat and it starts pouring rain and they're not canceling the event. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? And, and practicing and basically like preparing for that. 
like not in a, like a manifesting the negative type thing, mm-hmm. but just being uh, aware of like, this could happen and what are we going to do? Yeah. And so when it comes to all this, it's just like, it's a framework around how to see this stuff to orient as best as possible in the moment. Afterwards, emotions are normal. We're not, I'm not saying be a robot and like eliminate that because particularly like Brian, your case, after that event, you realize this, like all the hard work you went into didn't get here. Like that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. It's totally normal to feel disappointed in that, but without being the victim to the circumstances. Yeah. It's like, yes, this, um, this happened. And this is the result of what happened. I couldn't control that. It's done. It's easier said than done in this scenario, but moving forward in that is the, like, that's freedom. Mm-hmm. You can let this thing sit there and eat at you and eat you up for, you know, an extended period of time talking about it for, for years about like, Oh, like what could have been, mm-hmm. but I got mm-hmm. screwed yep. versus like it happened. Right. That's it. Which I've done at other points in my life too, with wrestling, you know, matches that like, close matches that, you know, blame the ref or whatever. And, you know, it's like <laughs> that stuff, eat, you know, ends up eating you up anyway, as opposed to just, you know, making peace with it and accepting it. Like you mentioned yeah. there. And um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say in myself as well, like particularly my, my hockey career, the reason it didn't work out the way it was, was because my coach was an asshole and he didn't give me a shot. And like, you know, they, no one ever saw my potential, all these things. It was very much other people's fault. Mm-hmm. And it just like, if you just like look inside, like, how does that feel? It doesn't feel good at all. And, uh, and it's just a matter of putting the blame off to someone else. And it's yes. like, it just isn't helpful when, uh, when you want to go forward, because like, with this neutral thinking mentality, this naked reality, like you may not always win. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's life. You may not always win, but doing this gives you the opportunity, gives you the best chance to perform at your absolute best and performing at your absolute best is what gives you the best chance to win. Yes. So when winning is the outcome, it's how can I, perf- how can I orient myself to make sure that I perform at the best I possibly can in each scenario? And it's kind of like that leads you to the outcome you want. Yeah, man. That's big. That's a really key point. Really key point. Um, yeah. So as far as like overall performance, how do you feel? How do you feel about like your overall performance in, in general? Overall. For yeah. For the weekend. And that's where I felt incredible. Uh, about my performance and so just to take a a little context step back the the partner that I was doing this with um her biggest weakness is like upper body pulling uh she's crazy strong one of the best Olympic lifters one of the best movers that that I know and like her pulling strength and like rope climbs pull-ups things like that that's her uh where she she struggles so those workouts we had a, a little bit of um uh, a couple of hiccups because there was things we had to do synchro things that kind of relied on her ability to do that, which she maximized her potential, which was really, really cool. She, uh, she maximized what she could do in those moments, which like, I was so proud of her and what she did because coming in, she didn't necessarily have um, the capacity to do, you know, we had to do 12 pull-ups for four sets. She did, she couldn't do 12 pull-ups unbroken. Like mm. to accept that as the expectation to win that workout is dumb. Yeah. But she went and she, she crushed what she could do. Rope climbs. She's never done that many rope climbs to full height in her life. And she did all of them. And so it's nice. like she maximized those. And then for myself, very, like, very much maximizing the ones that we, we did. Because we, we won the power output event, nice. which was basically just like a crush. The, the workout was called Sell Your Soul. 
And oh, that's okay. I remember you telling me before, yeah, beforehand. Yeah, that was the first one, right? The first one. So you guys yeah. were in first place. We were in first place. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were the top dogs after number one. We uh, it was it was called Sell Your Soul, which is basically a power event. It was like bike erg calories and heavy dumbbell snatches, and like we sold our soul. And it's, uh, it's, it's cool and did, did well in that. And then we came third place in the liftoff in the, the heavy lift, which was a lift lifting complex, yeah. uh, two hand cleans, two front squats, two shoulder overhead. Nice. And we, we came third place in that one. And nice. I particularly I did came, see the clips on that one. Yeah. That nice. I, came, I came third in the, uh, the overall men's division. And as probably one of, if not like the lightest guy in this, in this field, um, you know, I'm a five, eight, probably about, a, I'm weighing about 160 pounds right now. Oh, okay. And so I'm one of the smaller dudes to win the power event and plays really highly in the, the, the lifting event. It was really cool. And so that's where when all of these things come about, it's like I had nothing left that I could have possibly given in, each, in any of these spots. And, uh, and that feels really good. It's like the outcome, yes, is reflective of that in this um, place, but the outcome almost doesn't matter because there's always someone better. Yeah. Like someone could have, some, like there's, there's someone who's going to beat me in all of these who could have done better than me. But at the end of each of them, it was like, that was it. That was all I had. And that feels really good. Yeah, that, that's cool. And it takes to, you know, it takes the idea of, um, like we already talked about, performing to your potential, like maximizing the present and just going out there and doing your thing. And the acceptance, like you said, of like, this is my best and this is what I can do. Because I'm sure you could have done, you could still have walked away from this weekend, having everything been exactly the same. And tried to um not try to but like let yourself get still caught up in the coulda woulda shouldas and, mm-hmm. and and whatnot and so the fact that you were, were able to go out there and give everything you have and then also accept that yes that was everything i have that's two things that are um not always easy for athletes to do so that's really impressive mm-hmm. thank you thank you for that and that's what I, I felt really good about because i want to talk in a sec a little bit about the reflection of how this works to want more still because sometimes I, th- I think it can be challenging in this this world of things to be happy and content with what you have and still strive for better it almost mm-hmm. feels like they're kind of indifferent it's like i either need to feel like shit about myself so that i can get better or i'd be happy and stay the same yes. and, and it can be like difficult to, to blend that but talking about like this weekend is like i don't think i've ever felt in my life like more proud of myself than i did this weekend and like for the way that I showed up for the way that my partner showed up everything it was it was incredible and it's just something where I say like I, I feel like I truly maximized my potential and like the, the events like I've won events before that felt nowhere near as good as this one did and and that pride was really cool it was different than like a contentment like I won and so this is good enough versus like this is what I got and I'm so proud of who I am and how I showed up from a physical mental emotional spiritual aspect and, and that was really cool. But then also within all of that, it was great knowing that like I gave everything while also seeing athletes that were like much better than I am. And, you know, like I said, there was, there was elite level athletes. Everyone in the individual division tends to be where like the highest end athletes are. And there was elite athletes, people who've been to the games before regional semifinals, all these people were, were here. And so watching them, it was like, I'm, I feel great about what I do or wh- where I'm at, because this was where my potential is right now. And it's like, I know that I could raise the ceiling of my potential. Mm -hmm. I can elevate that to a whole nother level where now it's like, I feel like I've developed the skill to have my performance match my potential. Yeah. That's that, that's I'm there 
now it's a matter of increasing my potential so that I can simply do more. And, And seeing athletes who are doing that, that just gets me excited to chase that. And before I, this progress, growth, all these things really did come from like a place of scarcity. It was like, if I can, you know, win the RX division, then I'll feel good about myself. If I can win this, then like, I'll have value as a person. And it was very much based from like kind of a negative, it was like, there was a lack in me right now. And at that point, I'll be like whole, I'll be fine. Which I think we saw the other side. And, and I think we all know we've done that in different capacities. It's never the case. Mm-hmm. This feels very abundant. And it's very much like, I know that's possible. And for me, it almost feels like a deviance from my purpose, from like my, like what you call it, spiritual like alignment to do anything but. Like to live a life less than what's possible for me feels like a, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It feels like a, um, like a loss not even a loss. I, I, can you think of the word I'm thinking of? It, it's like, feels like a, I'm missing something. Um, uh, say the whole sentence again. Okay. Not being the best version of myself feels like I'm not reaching my potential. It's like a letdown kind of is letdown. Like, no. a, okay. I'm curious of the word that's going to come to me in, in a minute, I'm sure, but it feels like it's, I'm, I'm like letting down like a higher purpose kind of thing. It's like, okay. it's, like a, it's a waste Okay, yes. a, a little bit. And so thanks for bearing with us there for the last 60 seconds, trying <laughs> to find a word. It's still not the one I want, but it'll, it'll do. It feels like it's like out of alignment to be anything, but what is possible for me. Yeah. And, uh, and seeing people who perform at that level, the type of person who can perform at that level is the type of person I want to be. Yeah. And that can, trickle into other areas of life. Like I see that connection very clearly that it's not just by improving my fitness, I can compete in a higher division. It's being that type of person will allow me to expand in other areas of life by having any area where I'm not, that becomes like a choke for everything. And I think, you know, we, we all know that there's certain times when pursuing more fitness becomes a detriment to the rest of life. And like there's diminishing returns in this grand scheme of things. But I just know after this weekend that I'm not there yet, that there's a lot of space to grow before I can get to that spot. And, uh, and it just opens up. There's more that's possible for me. And while I know that I can do be do and be more, I know I'll never be fully satisfied with doing less. Yes. And that's where it, where it all kind of comes. Yeah. that, That ties really nicely into what we do at 023 as a whole, even though it's not about competition. It's about um, just being at, at your best, like just, just hitting your potential across the board. And like you said before, like I started to feel like anything out of alignment is, um, you know, is a waste or it's letting myself down or whatever, you know, kind of struggle for the word there. But um, that's, you know, it rolls right into the lifestyle side too. It's like when we start to live in alignment, we start to get totally clear on, on what we are, what we want, what we are capable of, who we want to be, what that person looks like and how that person lives and feels and all those things, we, anything that's not in alignment with that becomes easy to recognize and we're not drawn or attracted to it. And then we talk about that a lot because people, you know, talk about like discipline and willpower, how much do people think that I'm going to need, I'm going to give up all the things I love and use all this discipline to get where I'm going. But really it's like when, when you start to get that, you, you eventually get that feeling of like, 
I'm improving and growing every single day and it feels so good. So anything that's going to like keep me from continuing that and, and hold me back or bring me out of that alignment is something that I'm no longer really tempted by or, or you know, I don't have the urge for anymore. So um, I think that was a really nice uh, connection there. Yeah. Um, and I think it does tie in so well with what we talk about. And the reason that I'm like making these connections at this point is because of, you know, the work that we've been doing on this stuff for the last couple of years, uh, it, it's putting the work into these things where this was just an opportunity to practice it. This yeah. was an opportunity to see it in, in real life. And it, it really feels like it's just, it's a pull towards like potential and not a like push away from what I'm scared of. It's not like a push away from fear. It's really a pull towards like what's possible. And, and I think that's when we talk about the connection of all this. Like we, we talk all the time about going beyond the physical aspects of health into that mental, emotional, even like spiritual aspect of that. And, and I think this is where it all connects. Like this is it. It's about so much more than what is your body physically capable of? It's like, what is going on through that process? Because um, something I, I was thinking about also is like, in the grand scheme of things, like short term, if you could do this on every division, it'd be different. But would you rather win something knowing you did less than your best or come in, say, eighth place, knowing you worked your ass off and that was your absolute potential? Mm -hmm. And like over time, if you had to pick to be one, which of those people, which one would you want to be on the next five to 10 year horizon? And it's like, it's kind of like a, a mental, emotional, spiritual type question where it's mm -hmm, like, definitely. do you just want to win or do you want to be the type of person who can win? Mm -hmm. And that's where that second person is the one in, in, in the development of that. And that's where I feel like I'm in this process right now after this weekend. And it, uh, it is the, it's the connection of it all. It's all in this all, all at the same time. Yeah, and that's a great question. I was actually thinking about that earlier on. Um, I forget why I was kind of like reflecting on wrestling a little bit while you were, you were talking and like, yeah, it's, it's, that is um, a, really a spiritual question, right? It's like, who do you want to be? What's really in there? What, really, what type of person really wants to come out of you and for you to be? And uh, it is a, it is a tough question because, you know, you go to competitions to win, right? In most cases. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, we, we talk about this mental, emotional, spiritual connection all the time. Um, was there anything else, you know, I mean, that's what we, what we do, right? We connect the physical to the mental, emotional, spiritual. Was there anything else over the weekend that felt like, like that connection um, was felt or that, you know, coming from a different place now, having done the work that we've been doing for the last few years? Yeah. Was there anything else that stood out to you or that other people could maybe apply? Well, first of just like one thing before, because I think there are some things that people can take and apply, but like it legitimately was an emotional experience for me this weekend, which is weird to think about. But Saturday night, because it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday night, which was after the event with the, you know, the, the axle bar plate debacle. After that night, I was like lying in bed and, um, and my girlfriend and I were just talking about kind of the day and stuff. And I literally started getting emotional. Like I actually started crying. Mm -hmm. And it was like emotions coming out of me of what was coming from this event of like, just and I'm talking the event as a whole here and of who I was seeing in myself, which is like, I'm almost feeling like a little emotional talking about right now, because like in, in competition, particularly whenever there's something like this, you get the opportunity to face yourself. Like really anytime you get in a spot where there's something hard, something challenging, you get the opportunity to like, to, to really face and see yourself. 
and there's nowhere to hide. Like there's nowhere to hide in these, in, in competition, things like this. Like when it gets hard, you see who you really are, you know, in, in life, in, in training and different things like we can kind of rework things in our mind, come up with excuses, justify whatever we want to kind of like soften the blow, you know, take the edge off a little bit to justify why we did or didn't do something, whatever it is. But like when the workout is really hard and you want to stop when like someone else is beating you. And even though like you want to be winning, you want to be in that spot or, or when things like out of your control, they go completely wrong in those moments, like you get to see who you are. And like, this is like, this was maybe the first time that I like saw that person and felt like genuine love and pride for who I was. And it's like, you don't get, you don't get that opportunity without going to these places. If you live like that safe sheltered life where you never put yourself in a position to lose, you don't get to see this. And you don't get the opportunity to, to, to grow in that same way. And right. you can live kind of your sheltered life. You can live in, in all of these different ways, but putting yourself in that opportunity where it's like, I'm out here and I could make a fool of myself. Yeah. I'm out here and I could get destroyed by everybody, but I'm doing it anyway. And, uh, and that's where, when I think like the nerves coming up to this weekend, I think it was actually more, I was nervous to see who I would find when I got to that place. I was a little bit nervous to see like when it got hard, what was I going to do? And, you know, there's, at this point in my life, I know who, like what alignment is, which means like, if I take action outside of that, there's like a big disconnect there. And And so I'm going to recognize it where before I wouldn't recognize it before it's like, I would do the justification that it'd be fine. That's not the case anymore. And so that's why it was, um, I think there was actually a lot of nerves around that of like, who was I going to find when going got tough and things really started to, um, it was kind of the push came to shove. And that's where like, I've been doing this work every day for the last you know couple of years of my life. And it's what I'm going to continue doing. And it was like, yeah, this is the first time where I'm like, wow, I am so proud of myself for how I handled this situation from like a physical standpoint, but also just like my internal dialogue. Like yeah. if you broadcasted what was going on in my head, you'd be like, holy shit. Like I'm proud of that. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the work that we're going on. It's not just the words I'm saying, but it's at, that's my default setting now. Yes. Which that's is, yep. which is the, the key to all of this, which is really, yes. really cool. That is really cool. And that is something to definitely be proud of, especially doing an uh, intense competition. Um, to be, you know, like I said, to be proud of what, if, if everyone could hear what's going on through your head, to be proud of it. Like, that's not easy to do. Um, and yeah, it's funny. I was talking to Brianne recently about how um, I am starting to feel an itch to find some sort of competitive outlet again. I'm still, re- you know, kind of getting my body back to a place to, to, to do that. So part of finding what that would be would be something that was, that's just suitable to where I am at physically at the moment. Um, many years of comp- competing took a toll on me, but more, more, uh, more of a factor was how competitive I was, how, how much stress I carried, how it was win, win, win at all costs, right? Like that's really what, what broke me down. But I was telling her how I want to start to, um, you know, explore a little bit of just, you know, not high level competition, but something to, to 
something to challenge me enough that I have to face myself similar to what you were just saying, right? Like that forces me to, you know, step up to the line a little bit and, 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 and challenge myself in that kind of way and, and test and see where I'm at in that realm. And I told her, I was like, I feel like my, as far as a competitor, like from a competitor standpoint, I believe that I could compete now even without like knowing sport, I could compete at the best of my ability, like better than I ever competed at any other stage in my life because of the mental, emotional, and spiritual growth that I've experienced over the years and, and how I just, even when I just work out, just in like when I start to push myself on workouts or um, like I just, something, it's a completely, it's a completely different dialogue in my head, completely different feelings, you know, emotional feelings attached to it. And it's, it's something that I'm, I'm proud of, the progress, but want to, you know, explore more. I want to search a little bit more and, and challenge that a little bit more and see how long, see if I could keep that in a, in a real competition, right, and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is, as far as the connection from the physical to the mental, emotional, and spiritual, I mean, your ability to level up as a person is obviously there, but to level up as a competitor as well, I think, um, I think a lot of people underestimate that and i think the sport of crossfit specifically but any real individual high level sport is going to um in, in the future you're going to see and hear much more about the mental emotional and spiritual side of this process for the highest level competitors yeah and I, I think you can see it in athletes at the highest level like they're the ones who are actually adopting this and that's why i actually want to give a shout out to uh to to chandler smith actually he won the elite uh, men's division at this one I didn't get the chance to actually like meet him while I was there but he's an athlete that I look up to in this realm like just hearing him talk about he's actually just recently coming off he just missed uh qualifying for the games out of his uh out of his semifinal, and like the way he handles that is actually inspiring and and seeing athletes at this highest level where that is something that they're connecting and it's going to be the way of the future for for more people going forward and um and yeah, yeah go ahead yeah I was going to throw in, I had a little like, I forget what I said, it was a tweet or something once that I said, where I think the athlete of the future is going to be far less calculated and far more connected. Yeah. And meaning that we're entering an age where we think the elite competitors and the winners are going to be so calculated with every little micro detail of the, everything they eat and train this and this and this. And although there's obviously, that's part of being, you know, world-class, I think that the real... Um, the real winners are going to be the ones that are just more and more connected to, to themselves on the deepest level. Yeah. Yeah. There's a sense of being prepared, but then being connected in, in that flow state that you can only find when you stop trying to be a robot and you yes. let yourself actually go. Exactly. And so, so yeah, to talk about like the application of this outside of it, cause I know everyone listening to this likely isn't a uh, competitive CrossFit CrossFitter. And even like myself, I don't care if I necessarily ever win a competition again, whether I came, you know, we came 11th place in this one. If we came first place, my life would be 0% different than it is today. And uh, these things that we're talking about is what makes the, improves the quality of my life. And in terms of the application, I think there is this like kind of, you know, BS idea that if you lose or whatever, like you should be pissed off and like that shows that you care and, and all these things. Like, I don't think that has to be the case it's really about, like we talk about deciding, like, what is the desired outcome that we want from there? Like what is in our control to move ourselves towards that outcome? 
And then regardless of what happens, how can I take an action that orients towards that? Like always coming back to what is in our control, what is in our control, and then moving forward with that. And this applies to anywhere. It, uh, you don't have to beat yourself up to drive performance. You can feel good about where you're at and strive to be the best and strive to reach your absolute potential. Because personally, I feel like that is, if we wanted to get into the whole, like, what is the purpose of life type thing? We're here to just simply maximize our potential mm-hmm. and, and reach what we actually have. And that isn't about an outcome. That's simply about a process. And we can all step into that. We can all access that no matter what it is we're doing. Oh yeah, man. That's a great point to drive home. And uh, I hope that that really landed for the listeners because I definitely couldn't, couldn't say it better myself. And, uh, nothing to really add to that. Um, but I did want to ask, like, what, what's, what's next? What's coming up next for you? We're going to see. Yeah, yeah, we're going to see. This is something that definitely lit a fire within me. And uh, this lit something within me going forward where I want to be in these positions more often. I want to step up. I want to be in a a higher level division where it's like, I know I'm going to get smacked by some people if I were to show up as I am right now, because I know I could be in that spot. And the way to to access that is through, well, obviously training more, uh, call it seriously, having a little bit more focused training. Mm -hmm. And so it's something I felt has been missing in my life for a little bit more where I actually, yes, the competition aspect will be fun and, and will be cool down the line, but having just the daily process of bettering myself is is actually what I'm most looking forward to. And so there's a, I'm fortunate there's some, a couple guys in town here who are actually really high level athletes. And um, they, we've been talking a little bit about, you know, basically in the fall, getting back into some training and actually uh, setting some stuff up. And so we'll see what happens. I, you know, whether or not it's directly within this CrossFit space or not, I don't, I don't actually know, but right now that's where I'm feeling called to. And, and I'm going to keep putting more into that and, and seeing where, it, uh, seeing where it really goes. Because like I say, there's definitely a line in which it can start to diminish returns, but I know I'm nowhere near that. And I want to explore that a little bit more because I know there's more potential for me as a human being. And this is one access to, to getting that. Awesome, man. Dude, thank you so much for sharing all this. I'm really glad that we decided to do it this way. Um, gave me an excuse to, to ask the harder questions and dig into it a little bit. And now we got, um, you know, something to share with the audience as well. And um, I'm pretty confident that there's going to be some, some big takeaways there for everybody that's listening. So congrats on a great job, a, a weekend that you should be proud of, like you mentioned. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what happens in the fall. And if, if, uh, if, you know, you decide to pursue this a little more. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I appreciate the, uh, the platform to be able to actually talk and express this and, um, anyone listening, if anyone has any questions or, or comments or this resonated, please reach out to, to me directly. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. My name is just like, it's Jordan Todd, just with no vowels, J R D N T D D. Um, send me a message. If this, uh, this resonated, I'd love to chat, um, explore this in different capacities because I know it's, uh, the concepts make sense in theory, but the application can be challenging. It, uh, it, it takes time. It takes effort, it takes work. And I would love to help explore and, and unpack in, in any different ways. So, uh, yeah, Brian, thanks for the chance to, uh, to talk this. Thanks for all the questions and, and hopefully some people find value from this. Yeah, man. Anything else you want to add before we go? No, nah, I think I'm all good. All right, dude. Thanks again. All, all right, right guys. See you guys. See ya. Thanks.